Hey guys. Um, a friend of mine asked me if I could uh, build a CSS rendering engine in JavaScript uh, within 10 gigabytes. Uh, Minify is in GZIP that is, so after build system stuff. Um, yeah, well, I just couldn't help myself and I tried to build it within 10, 10 kilobytes. So the reason uh, why we built uh, the CSS rendering engine was uh, this friend uh, works on a WebGL rendering system and he's creating all kinds of cool 3D uh, rendering stuff, but he lacks uh, the UI widgets that are easily creatable in CSS. And um, well, it's just a lot of hassle to write those in WebGL, and uh, I tried writing a CSS rendering for WebGL. So here, if you want to create a CSS rendering engine yourself, these are the 10 simple steps. Um, first of all, you need to implement units. So you just have to convert uh, pixels to pixels. Works like this. Uh, you can implement other, uh, other units uh, using quite simple calculations, like multiplying it with the font size and other stuff. And this is the new viewport, uh, viewport unit. Colors are quite simple as well. You can just store them as numbers. Uh, I used to store them as uh, objects using RG and B value, but numbers are much simpler. And later on, uh, when drawing to Canvas or WebGL, you can just convert it back to a string. Uh, no matter what kind of uh, color value it was before, you, HSL, RGB, hex value, whatever. So uh, this way you can implement opacity as well. There are just, uh, you just have to increase the number size to add information. So the first value you might recognize from CSS, it's FOO, it's just red. If you add another, uh, <coughs> if you add another uh, magnitude of value to it, you can store transparency as well. Next, uh, implement backgrounds. So if you draw a rectangle using a, a well, kind of color, you have the first thing that renders to the screen. Works like this. Pretty simple as well. Uh, if you render elements in child elements, uh, you need to store some information about its about parents. So, for example, if you uh, if you have a uh, element that is abs uh, positions absolutely, you need to store it. So, if you're in a child node rendering, you need to uh, be able to access that what the parent is that is positioned absolutely. So you can um, calculate x and y coordinates accordingly. So then it will look like this, otherwise everything would be in the upper right, upper left corner. Then there's text rendering. Text rendering you get for free in uh, Canvas, of course. In WebGL, it's a whole lot, yeah, whole word of pain. And then there's line wrapping, and that's quite a lot of work. Um, it's quite simple once you get it right, but you just write a function where you uh, have as input the text the information about the font size, font, etc. The maximum width of the uh, containing box, for example, the body <laughs> element, what the width of the body element is. And then there's another uh, a little offset for the first line. That's a start offset. Uh, I have some examples where you need a start offset. For example, if you have a ne negative text indentation, which you can use for hiding text or doing crazy stuff like this, you need to subtract a couple of uh, pixels. 
Or if you uh, render multiple lines, the first, uh, the first line is indented like a couple, 200 pixels here. And then there's a nice little script I use for uh, hit testing in the mouse. Um, whenever I have a region uh, uh, where text is, for example, uh, I map it to the, to the mouse coordinates. So uh, these are the coordinates. And then I have this function where I return a new function that releases the, the node that's behind those coordinates uh, when the coordinates match. And it's just a single line. So um, in the previous example, here's a, a set property on the function that is returned. And uh, that, that one you can use very simply to uh, sort all the regions uh, by using a little uh, one-line sort script. Uh, and after sorting, you will always get the highest, highest up element when you uh, try to find what, what the mouse cursor is over. Another big, yeah, well, crazy rendering thing uh, I found out about when implementing it was tables. If you uh, render a table and uh, want to know what the width of the columns is, you actually have to render the table three times. The first time you have to render it at maximum width. So every, every cell, uh, all the content is on one line. So then you can, uh, for each column, you can find out what the maximum width of the column is. Then there's another invisible rendering where you render the table at minimum size. So basically every word, the, maximum, uh, the largest word determines the length of the column. And then you divide the the difference between the minimum and maximum length uh, among the columns and calculate the column width for each column. And then there's minifying and I use a Google Closure compiler for that. And uh, my code base is about 17, kilo 70 kilobytes uh, unminified. And using Closure compiler and gzip, uh, it comes down to uh, 4.5 kilobytes. So this is the crappy result so far. This is the Facebook login page. It almost looks like a Facebook login page, but it's only 4.5 kilobytes. So that's the result so far. Thank you for listening.